Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, Halima. Hi, Yoni. And hello to our wonderful listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Yoni, I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester Online, in print, and everywhere else. And I'm Halima, the community editor of Polyester and the co-host of Polyester Podcast. We are coming to you this week with a Sleepover Club episode part two of our exploration into evil and messy femininity on screen and off and the rise of it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing this week. Soon we will have an Obsessions episode for you where we speak to someone we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income before we get started we would absolutely love it if you left us a review or told your friends about the podcast even if you leave a review we will read it out and make you famous haha <laughs> not really <laughs> um and please follow along on whichever podcast app you listen to us on <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was slow. So, Halima, today, part two, would you like to give a little recap of last week's episode? I mean, if anyone hasn't listened to it, just go back. But in short, too long, didn't read. Where are we up to? No more dose, baby. So, last week's episode is all about how, like, why we support mostly women, the complexes, the nuances. We talked about yellow jackets. We talked about, I care a lot. What else did we talk about, Ayani? I can't remember. It was so long ago. Well, you threw in Game of Thrones right at the end. Yeah, Game of Thrones, baby. We also spoke about many, many other films, so go Mm -hmm. back. Today, we are talking about the problems. Mm -hmm. Or, like, we are picking apart some of the criticisms. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to spearhead this by... Well, you will hear that I don't necessarily agree with them. But there is a rise on TikTok of galleys that do not support messy women. Mm-hmm. They do not. <laughs> so this kind of character arc mm-hmm. has been named mm-hmm. disassociative feminism. Mm-hmm. It encapsulates the fleabag era. It encapsulates my year of rest and relaxation. It encapsulates Sally Rooney books. <laughs> it encapsulates all of these different things that basically show women on the edge or women who have no regard for themselves or mm-hmm. their surroundings the tiktok girlies are making the argument that these characters are basically romanticizing and allowing people to dismiss their character flaws mm-hmm. as like main character energy or whatever am i getting that right you are indeed yeah you know i think lumping all these things together is problematic Mm. I don't know, I can't think of a better word. So, like, in this TikTok, which Gina, um, our deputy editor, is obsessed with, it kind of makes the comparison, which I don't think is correct, 
between Hannah Hovarth from Girls and Fleabag in that we all knew Hannah was toxic and we hated her because she is so deeply unlikable and like was just a mess to all her friends. Whereas a Fleabag, it's only from like the first person point of view. So you relate to her more. And this is leading to a rise of like girlies on TikTok being like, I'm in my Fleabag era. I'm oh. ignoring all my friends' texts. I'm blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't give a fuck any, about anyone or anything around me. Uh-huh. And it also encapsulates like the fem cell movement, which is fem incels. Um, <laughs> and like misandry, which is obviously the hating of men. What are your thoughts on disassociative feminism, Halima? I think the lumping in of like, characters like Fleabag and all them is like kind of like maybe a misreading of what Fleabag was to suggest that like Fleabag's character didn't care about anyone or anything is not true <laughs> who did you not see season two <laughs> I had no idea we had such a Fleabag stand in the room <laughs> I have the I have the script but it's like and it's like a bible yeah yeah I have yeah. it I, yeah it's so cute I'm a massive Fleabag stand I love Fleabag but I just think it's I think it's interesting that you see the shift in what people I mean I guess it's not all people but there's a shift in the way people responded to Fleabag to how they respond to Fleabag now what shift as in like I don't think people were saying such negative things about Fleabag when it first came out people loved it like people were hailing it for like young people now to say that maybe like we shouldn't be celebrating those things in Fleabag or saying things like we're in a Fleabag era like we shouldn't be I also think we're seeing that with this I know you don't watch Halima and you're literally just gonna have to watch for the next eight weeks what euphoria. so you understand anything that the fuck I'm talking about yeah we're seeing that with Cassie in euphoria because she's going through her messy <laughs> her messy era god bless her heart and we're just seeing like there's so many TikToks being like Ugh, looking at my friends with side eye who say they relate to Cassie do you have no empathy yeah and I think so I think we should right let's pick this apart <laughs> I'm an empath so I support all these people I think with these TikToks and with these criticisms, there is an assumption that, yeah, their behaviour comes from like a nonchalance or like a not caring about the world, which is something that personally in my life I have always hated. Mm. Like, I think the easiest way to kind of categorise this, although I don't think it's wholly correct and it's kind of a symptom of like the era that I came to understanding media was that like I always really didn't like like irony in this way so I kind of like grew up in this era where it's like vice was a very like ironic website and it was always like taking the piss out of different things and like basically like un being earnest was like the worst thing you could be caring about things was the worst thing you could do and then in recent years like obviously in the last five years maybe even up to a decade now we have seen like a fierce reaction to that Mm-hmm. And the culture, like, going completely the opposite way in terms of, like, you know, self-love, body positivity, feminism through this, like, very likability choice feminism. Everything becomes about being earnest in a way. So I think what we're seeing now in actuality is a rejection of that, which I don't like. So, for example, this specific TikTok, which we'll just link, even though maybe we shouldn't, um, <laughs> because we're just being mean about it, <laughs> is... Like they mentioned Red, the Red Scare podcast, which I I know you're not that familiar with Halima. It's basically these two like white women, it's very skinny, who are kind of like, yeah, highly satirical. They're like part of the inner better commas dirtbag left. They just make a point out of hating everything. And like in this TikTok, it mentions that Dasha, who is fucking Kendall's PR in mm-hmm. Succession, has a whole like side twitter for her eating disorder 
so it's very that it's like glamorizing all the things we're not meant to glamorize about ourselves whether it's like drug use or mm-hmm. having bad political opinions it's like anti-wokeism basically and I think anti-wokeism is being bundled up with these characters when we're talking about disassociative feminism which I think is wrong because mm-hmm. a lot of these women who are evil slash messy characters are the way they are because they care too much yeah. about things 100% I completely agree so it bothers me because it makes everything really confusing <laughs> which I'm just trying to unpack now mm-hmm. because yeah all of them all of the messy characters we spoke about before like yellow jacket all the girl yellow jacket girlies like all the messy characters yeah the evil characters might not give a fuck about anything like <laughs> yeah. every character Viola Davies has ever done for example cares about nobody and nothing no one <laughs> But every what every messy character is a like product of their emotions and potentially yeah. having too many emotions. Yeah, hundred percent. I think these TikTok people. I think you know. I'm not shitting on anyone else's series. This is just my reading. I think maybe they're reading this as like a yeah a rejection of all those emotions and yeah like an apathy towards the world, which is so understandable in a way. A, because of that, like, culture flip that I've just mentioned. Like, we've just gone through a period of intense, like, not positivity, but you know what I mean, like, an embracing of things Mm -hmm. that was done in a very crude way, in my opinion, and a way that didn't actually make change. So now, obviously, we're seeing people are pissed off with that, Mm -hmm. and they're deciding, and this is completely separate to the characters, and it's being bundled in with them, which is why we're talking about it. So that's why we're seeing a lot of young women and like marginalized people now say well I'm just going to reject all that and be toxic I personally don't think it's the correct thing to do and we see it with also every wave of feminism like we see the feminism come into popularity and then we kind of see like a post-feminism era in which mm. people reject all of that it's disappointing because if you really believe in something you shouldn't reject it and if you don't believe in the way it's been portrayed, there's a way to try and change that without mm-hmm. rejecting its ethos entirely. What do you think? I agree. I think that people get too bogged down by mainstream feminism as if like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think people, I, I know people are kind of like dissatisfied with the people talk about it in the mainstream, but like, there's so much like, like there's so many activists doing the work to show you what feminism actually is, actually is and has been since like yeah. the fucking 70s. So there's more, you know, I think that it makes me sad to to hear that people are in this kind of like dissatisfied wave and like the dirtbag left because so many of like the like black feminists or like queer feminists that I follow really promote like this kind of radical optimism in a way like Lola Lufemi and stuff like that. So it's interesting to hear that because that's not what I that's like not what I'm hearing from these people I also think there is like as we spoke about before like there's definitely only a specific type like there are there's only a specific type of people slash women that can buy into if we're calling it dissociative feminism now we'll call it that because they're the people that don't stand to lose as much by rejecting these political social ideals like yeah of course like the skinny white cis straight women can afford to be like I hate feminism because they've a already gained so much but b don't have that much to lose mm-hmm. it winds me up <laughs> me too <laughs> it sounds ridiculous like I don't get and there's, there's a lot of people who like really quite I mean even though I'm on unsh- I'm unfamiliar with the red scare podcast I see a lot of white women be like they're so cool oh yeah 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 I think that is an like an interesting word though like cool because like 
cool for so long has represented like an aloofness right like an unattainability like all of these things like personally it's something that I really aspired to as a teenager growing up like being this kind of untouchable mysterious like skinny white chain smoking girl and then when I decided to reject that and just be myself and like start polyester and all of those things it was a really like light bulb moment for me and that like there's not just one way to be cool Uh like we're kind of showing there's one way to be cool as a woman and it's basically like become as palatable for as for men as possible yeah and now we're going back to that which is interesting i think that relates to like what we're saying about i care a lot um because so if you haven't watched i care a lot don't watch it even though i only kind of likes it (laughs) i think it was just like um i can't remember it that well i watched it like right when it came out Mm -hmm. um i think it goes to the fact that like you know Wait, why don't you like it first? I just thought it was a, like a girl bossy, evil woman type of show. Like she, all she really did was scam old people, like scam old disabled people for their money. And she, they, I feel like they wanted it to be like a gone girl type of thing because she used, to, she was wearing suits. She had a cool haircut. She had a girlfriend. Like she was like, she, she, they depicted her really cool. Like even though she was scamming disabled old people for money. Yeah. I. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think that it was trying, I don't know. I don't know why I think this. This is not even the hell I'm willing to die on right now. But like, I, I suppose I just didn't watch it like that. Like, I thought it was pretty clear from the off that she was evil, but she just had like all of, I thought it was more of like a comment on girlboss yeah. culture than a celebration of it. Maybe it was, but when I watched it, I was just in disbelief of what this girl was doing. And I just didn't like it. Like, I just, <laughs> I felt like, and obviously I think maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe it was just like a critique of it. But I think because of the character she usually plays and I'm only thinking about Gone Girl I thought maybe right, that, right, that was right, the right. avenue that they were trying to go through but I just it just reminded me of kind of this like girl bossy evilness that that we saw in like that show Girl Boss in 2016 did you mm-hmm. watch it no I never I never watched it either but I heard a lot of critiques about it and about how like 
because in the show in the show girl boss about about the person who owns nasty gal sophie amaruso i think mm-hmm. um it's basically her origin story yeah and it's all about how she started nasty gal and then the mo- in the show she's a massive asshole like she's meant to be like this like unlikable she's rejecting social like like social norms of being a woman and all this stuff which again like is very true to like the messy women or evil women that we've been talking about but because Sophia Amoruso in real life is actually a very not a very nice person yeah like the article that I read this from is titled you're not a feminist you're an asshole basically mm-hmm. because it's meant to be this kind of like girl boss like she she's acting like a man basically and she's she's doing all these amazing things and she's not conforming to social commentaries on being a woman which is all great and dandy but when you freak, when you find out that the person that Sophia the real person like when cunt. she was is a cunt like it, like I don't like these movies that show these women be mean to people or like they're actually mean to people in real life because like I guess like something that Misha was saying about like in the group chat about evil or or, or messy women is about their power and how they help people and, and all that stuff but and I mean of course they don't have to help people but there's just something evil about these particular girl boss evilness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think that makes like also going back to like the current like planting these characters onto like the cycles of like what's going on in feminism right now is like for example disassociative feminism, which like you know we've just crowned it now. It's going to be called that, whatever. Is about a rejection when feminism should be about an embracing so we like evil characters when they do something good for change so there's this theory called abjection which is basically like that only through so only through something disgusting can you see the truth of a situation Uh so an example is like the exorcist when reagan the main character like is like shitting in the bed and throwing up and whatever 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 that is a form of objection because it's like literally something so disgusting that the like that we hate it we recoil from it but through that recoiling like the truth of a situation comes to light and i feel like that's when evil characters are good so like for example in like the new suspiria the like remake it's all like exposed that they're covered and they do this fucking horrible ritual where they're like all exploding and like there's blood there's piss everything's everywhere but it exposes like the evil hierarchy of the coven in that like it was being led through like a dictatorship in a bad way and Mm. so then by destroying everything you can rebuild and I feel like that's when we like evil characters because they destroy the bad bits of the world to rebuild Mm -hmm. when they don't work and where the like misreading of dissociative and it's the same with Fleabag like she destroys her life and then there's hope you know what I mean Mm -hmm. all of these things like in the misreading of dissociative feminism is that you're just destroying things because you're like a nihilist and you don't want anything to be good ever like people that would just accept the shittiness of the world and revel in it that's Mm -hmm. what people think these characters are doing but they're Mm -hmm. actually doing the opposite yeah exactly it's definitely a misreading of the of these very complex women (laughs) <laughs> and i just really hope it doesn't become like mainstream this like whole like yeah ambivalent feminism thing because mm-hmm. i really hate it so yeah. much yeah there's only one type of as you said there's only one type of pe- like people who would actually subscribe to that kind of feminism there's people who don't who don't have as much to lose exactly and but that group of people exists and then there's the criticism of it both are happening at the same time but then there's a third point of view i feel 
which directly relates to just like the pop culture element of it all, not really the feminism of it all. In that, and it goes back to what I was saying about Cassie and like the characters that are messy and bad, in that people are being like, why? Why are you like relating to this character? They're horrible. Why are you enjoying this show, whether it's Succession or Euphoria or Yellow Jackets or any of these shows because they're bad people? As if like we're not allowed to enjoy things that have bad people in. What exactly. are your thoughts, Halima? I don't know. We're all bad people, really. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do. We're all, we're like, we're not, like, I mean, this, we're complex, isn't it? People aren't good all the time. People aren't bad all the time. I think. Yeah, that- but why do you think specifically that now there's so much purism on the internet in that, like, we only, like, a gr- there's a group of people that only want to see positive content representation, whatever you want to call it. They want something, they want to lie to themselves, probably, you know. Ah! They do. But I also think there's such a moral superiority that goes back to the aloofness thing, although they're not connected, that it's like, oh, you enjoy that, but they're bad. It's like the new, Mm. like, that film is trashy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's Mm. the new, like, guilty pleasure for people Mm. to be like, oh, but that's not a good piece of art. Now it's like, but they're bad people. Oh my God, I have such a funny example of this. When I was in uni, in my first year, in my whole, whole, like, flat, we're watching um, The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. And there was a character we really liked because he was really hot. And he's the one, he's the brother who was a drug addict. Do you remember? Did you ever watch something of Hill House? Yeah, I've watched it. I kind of, but I watched so much TV that like, what? <laughs> yeah. So it was Luke. So Luke was a drug addict and we all fancied him. We were like, he's so hot. And then my friend was like, you like him? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, but he does drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, who the hell were you hanging out with in uni? <laughs> it really we, were, we, go. we were part of like the fucking purest society. What the hell is going on? Uh, but that's the exact thing. Like, people are complex, and you know, I feel like you're right. There is a, a superiority thing, or like people want to convince themselves that they're so good, so they do everything in their power to show, to see that they're, to see people being good and all this stuff. And I don't know, but like, people aren't like that, so. But, and I also think that, like, yeah, by shitting on people that do bad things, it makes you feel better about yourself, yeah, which definitely. doesn't actually make you a good person. Exactly. You still have your own problems, babe. In it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think also it's interesting because I remember, like, when I was a teenager on Tumblr, it was really, like, the sad girls that were prominent in, like, what people were taking from pop culture and making their whole personalities. So it was, mm-hmm. like, the virgin suicides and, like, um, girl interrupted and, like, kind of these depictions of, like, depression or mm-hmm. other forms of mental health, like, disassociation, like, all of this kind of stuff. Like, that's what all the girlies latched onto and were, like, this is me. Like, this mm-hmm. summarises my experience. And I think it's interesting now that we're kind of seeing a new wave of that, but with messy slash evil girlies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it says about us. No. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but I think that also speaks to like, it's very, I find it quite odd. Like, I don't know. I'm all for making your whole personality one thing. Like, I am in yellow jacket. Well, like, as of three days ago, I was obsessed with yellow jackets. Everyone who yeah. listens to this podcast knows I'm obsessed with obsession. I get obsessed with things really easily and like spend hours reading it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's funny now that we have like these. And I suppose it started with Tumblr. Like now we have these avatars of which like, you know, usually like when I'm obsessing about something is in my head or just talking to my friends, like, I love this. I love that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do a BuzzFeed quiz and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we can kind of have like these more advanced social media platforms that allow us to like cur- mini curate ourselves to be these people if we yeah, want to. Sure. 
mm-hmm. especially like that escalates with the meme f- formats of like I'm in my whatever era yeah. or main character energy or all of these things and like I think the takeaway is that like you know using these pieces of pop culture to understand yourself is so important and I think it's like classist to assume otherwise or to put down anyone that does it like that mm-hmm. does you know find mirrors in these places that are more accessible than like academia or whatever mm-hmm. but I think that like making them your whole personality is maybe not healthy and I think that's why we're seeing now that like this weird shift in how we consume pop culture and that there's like a whole group of people that think you have to directly relate to something Uh, to for it to be a valid piece of work mm -hmm. I think that's why some of the girls are like maybe think Fleabag isn't great because people are like you're making that your whole personality but like she like made her friend kill herself or like I guess she didn't make her friend kill herself but I think that's what people are latching on to I guess yeah people being worried and making their whole personality when so many such, such dramatic things happen in these shows that are really shocking yeah, I think either side of the coin is bad. Like, A, you shouldn't just feel like you have to relate to everything to be able to understand, understand it, it or yeah. accept it as a good thing. And B, you shouldn't let it envelop your whole existence. Mm. I think that's where we conclude. Have you got any final thoughts? Um, No, I love Tracy Lannister. No, not again! <laughs> she's the worst, though. She, no, she's actually bad. Like, she's not yeah. good. And she she's just bad. gets annoying. She does get annoying, yeah. Game of Thrones doesn't have good women in it. I'm sorry, that's that's my that's my. Oh, thought. but I liked um, you know that girly who was Daenerys Targaryen's like chambermaid or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That black okay. girl. She was. Her- I loved her. Mm, or Tyrion's really, like, like fleshed out. No, of course not. She was a little subservient black girl. Exactly. okay cool (laughs) game of friends is trash why is Halima trying to make this a game of friends podcast (laughs) oh god we would love to hear your thoughts if you are deep into the dissociative feminism movement or if you are a big hater of it or if you are in between please let us know because I feel like we could make probably 10 million podcasts on this Mm mm-hmm and we will no this is actually the the end of the two-parter but we would love to hear your thoughts you can leave us a review and please follow us and tell your friends halima yeah thank you (laughs) ioni thank you (laughs) um thank you to the listeners thank you to olivia for editing and gina and gina and eden and charlotte and hattie and clarissa we will see you next week also i'm very offended that you haven't wished me a happy birthday Oh shit, this is on your birthday, isn't it? Well, near enough. Okay, yeah. Wish you happy birthday, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but you still haven't. Oh shit. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Ayani. Happy birthday to you. Woo! You're a toxic friend. I'm actually going to cut you out. (laughs) (laughs) I dare you. (laughs) Okay, speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.